Good afternoon and welcome to the Laxey Working Men's Institute. It is very busy here, as you can probably hear, we've just walked into the main hall here. Of course, there's two levels to this place, there's lots to explore and a lot of people to talk to. There really are, we're going to get a real flavour of what goes on in this area and if you can guess why we've chosen our first song as well, you get 10 points. Text 166-177. Put the tea down, Beth. Do you know why we chose it? Do you? Well, I do because I think yeah, I was there when you put it in the system. But Steeler's Wheel, yeah, and yeah. we're in Laxey, stuck oh, in the middle of Laxey with you. You can't write this. You can't. I know. You really but, can't. So we didn't do a soul starter today because we thought, do you know what? That makes a bit a bit more sense and a bit more fun, and it's a great song anyway to start today's program. But welcome to the latest in our Village Hall series. We are in the heart of Laxey in the Laxey Working Men's Institute. We've got so many to, people to speak to over the course of the next hour there will be an exclusive podcast after the show as well but so much happening here Christy. Yeah to be fair I think Laxey uh, is one of those places that it's very much a, a hidden gem and there is an initiative that's being started up that we're going to find out more about in just a moment that, that's hoping to bring Laxey a bit more to the wider world but of course uh, it is uh, it has three three working vintage railways there's the Laxey mines of course which were the deepest in the world during the 1800s uh, it has the largest working water wheel in the world as we all know Lady Isabella uh, and it's also the lo- also the location of King Ori's grave so it's a fairly special place yeah it's pretty special and what we need for these programs is somebody very special to organize all the people who come together and uh, spend their time with us and we found that in Valkinraid Val thank you so much for having us here this afternoon it's a great pleasure to have you here So tell us about your role within Laxey then. Okay, so um, I'm involved in one of the management committee of the Institute. I'm also involved um, as a worship leader of Laxey Methodist Church. And then I'm also involved in the Visit Laxey Valley project, along with Richard Hubbard, who's my um, husband's cousin. I love that. There's always a sort of it's familiar so, link. It, well, you know, we are the Isle of Man. We have to have we have to have a link, don't we? And we, you, you mentioned the church there, and we're going to come to that in just a moment because there clearly is a, a really important role that the church plays within Laxey, and we'll, we'll find out more about that in a moment. Uh, but you mentioned Visit Laxey Valley. Just explain what that is for us. Okay, so Visit Laxey Valley was actually came about um, Richard and Tina, who Richard and Tina Hubbard came along with Tina's sister Jane to scatter Auntie Margaret's ashes. Auntie Margaret was. Uh, Again, my, hus- my husband's aunt, um, and she da- she moved out in the 1950s, left Laxey, went to live in Sheffield. All her life, her heart has been in Laxey, and sadly, when her husband died, she was too poorly to come back to Laxey, so um, she unfortunately developed dementia and in the last few years she lived in Laxey and so they came to scatter her ashes and Richard uh, is a geologist he was chief geologist for BP and he's always been interested in Laxey as a mining mining sort of village and said oh wouldn't it be absolutely wonderful if we could have a mining uh, museum here like you have around the world and so he spoke to Edmund Southworth and Edmund said well actually have you thought about heritage so Richard came away and so Richard and Tina and my husband Edwin can and I sat down and thought what could we do what would be a really good memorial for Auntie Margaret and so we've hit upon the Laxey Valley Heritage Trail. I love that that this all stemmed from Auntie Margaret how absolutely wonderful is that and there's a lot involved in this isn't there because there's a film and all sorts going on isn't there? Yes there there is so um, 
Our aim is to attract villagers, is to attract people to come to Laxey, so to attract um, visitors and actually people from around the Isle of Man um, because it's a long day out for coming from somewhere like Port St Mary to Laxey. It's at least 20 minutes, you it know. Is. It <laughs> is. When we come from here, we bring our own sandwiches, we do. <gasps> right, so... Um, so they want, we want to encourage people to spend a full day in Laxey and explore the gems around the village. Um, we're advertising on Visit Isle of Man and also, and this is really interesting, Julia Bradbury's um, her, her outdoor guide. Um, we're advertising that as well. Richard wrote to Julia's, uh, Julia and said, look, you know, we're doing this Visit Laxey Valley. Would you like to sort of be part of it? And they wrote back and said, yes, send us all the details. And so, uh, so they have a huge audience. Um, and I know she was very impressed when she came to Laxey previously. Um, so our new Captain Rowe greeting, um, which stars Chris Kane as Captain Rowe, was sponsored by the Donald Collister Trust, which is, um, was, which is administered by Edmund and, and the Mike's National Heritage. And so in the short greeting video, Captain Rowe is going to welcome people and he's going to tell them something about the mine. And then we're going to have the 10 things to see and do, which is in a little, little leaflet that we have. And so that's going to encourage people to come to Lac when they come to Laxey, come and, and actually explore the whole of the valley. And the valley being summit to shore, so from Snaefell right down to the shoreline. And what's wonderful about this is it really does feel like the whole of Laxey is behind it, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. And uh, we mentioned as well there that, that the church is very much a sort of hub, really, in Laxey. And we're joined now by Reverend Joe Dudley. Uh, in fact, the church itself has quite an important part to play in this Visit Laxey Valley initiative, doesn't it, Joe? Yes, it certainly does. Um, it was last September when the Archdeacon had been to the village church, Christchurch, which is next to the tram station, and he had informed the PCC that if we could couldn't pay our way, which means paying something like just under £40,000. There's a misapprehension that church is rich. It isn't. It's made up with the funds that people can donate who attend. So he had been to the PCC meeting and said, the parish will not be viable if you can't pay your way, and one or two other criteria. Well, we managed to fulfil the other criteria, but the actual raising the money was something that needed to be thought about. He left the church at 12 o'clock, I went for lunch, and then at 1 o'clock in through the door comes a very large guy called Richard Hubbard. Now, I'd never heard of Richard Hubbard, I didn't know who he was, and he just walked in. He said, could this church be used as the welcome centre for Visit Laxey Valley? I thought, thank you, Lord, it could. And hopefully, and we pray very prayerfully hope, that it will be the way that the church will, the parish will be able to stay viable. So it will be the Welcome Centre. We open on the 29th of June at 12 o'clock. There will be an opening ceremony, um, 12 till 1, people who have helped, all the people who have sponsored it and all the different things. We're inviting them to be there, then go down to the fair where we continue to tell everybody how they can come and watch this video which will explain everything about... Um, it'll take about 20 minutes, as I understand it, explaining all about the heritage of the village. Laxey, I'd never heard of some nine years ago. I hadn't really heard of the Isle of Man. Having lived in Essex and served for 30 years in Essex Police, I came over here, I've been ordained 13 years, and it's a secret, this uh, village, but it's a secret we want to share with everybody, whether they're white-haired like me or youngsters, I'm sure you'll hear from later. They all need to know what a heritage it is that we've got and how we should protect it. But the church itself, as I started to say, was the welcome centre, and the buses will stop there, we hope, and take people around the village to see everything that there is to see in our lovely, no longer secret, but wonderful um, valley where it's such a pleasure to live.
How wonderful. So a couple of busy weeks we're moving on to this then. But yeah, Christy, so much happens in here. It really does. The Working Men's Institute itself, which is where we are right now, and thank you very much to Joe and Val for that. Uh, and uh, we look forward to the fun day and the fair day, which is when all of this will be revealed. We're in the Working Men's Institute itself, and we decided that this would be an appropriate sort of hub, really, to talk to members of the community and find out about uh, Visit Laxey Valley as well. And we're speaking now to people who know very much about the Institute and also who've been involved in the renovation which is quite extraordinary and um, Dennis Coddell thank you for being here this afternoon what has been your part in the restoration? Uh, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get involved with this? Uh, memory's gone. Right um, towards the start yeah. uh, this is Dennis Goddard he's one of our trustees and uh, one of our um, directors and uh, with Dennis's help fundraising etc we began to make the start on the, the you know the beginnings of, of renovating the building and Dennis was, has been round the table since that point uh, keeping us all in order as a retired captain um, and trying to make sure we uh, we don't go off course. <laughs> That's the voice there of Richard Henthorne. So so why was it important to you that this happened, Dennis? Um, a village without a hall is not a village. You need a, a meeting place. Uh, this place. It was a disaster, uh, how they could let it rot like they did, it's unbelievable. But uh, I wasn't in at the beginning, the beginning was in the four blokes sitting round the table in a pub with pints in their hands. Where all the best ideas come from. Well I don't know, I don't know. Uh, one of them, Richard suggested that they might like to do something for the good of the village and uh, the following week when they'd sobered up and said what were you on about <laughs> and he said well he said there's the the institute there he said we could go and have a look at that see what we can do and that started it <laughs> and uh, Peter Burgess you have been uh, heavily involved in this I mean what does it take to renovate a building of this nature um, a lot of hard work um, and graft. Uh, we all got stuck in, rolled our sleeves up. Um, I remember one of the first days we came down here, we were uh, spent a good, pretty much most of Saturday morning, stripping all the material off the wall, which was soaking wet, chucking it out of the window and trying desperately to burn it. And um, we just went from there. And um, it was a bit at a time, and we didn't have any money to start with. And again, to, to do the work we needed to do, we had to fundraise and we were very lucky early on to get um, an anonymous, a donation from an anonymous benefactor um, and that really kick-started us and that was enabled us to do some of the structural repairs and, uh, and then it, it just went from there. And once people saw what we were doing and the, you know, the enthusiasm we had for it, um, it just, we just went from strength to strength. So we started in 2007 and we reopened in 2011. And Richard, the thing about it is it's been very sensitively done, hasn't it? Because although this has become very much a modern community centre, you know, you have all sorts of gigs here, you have everything from yoga to dogs clubs to sketching to all sorts. It, it also has very much preserved and paid attention, I think, to the history, hasn't it? Well, it was, um, it was one of only two registered buildings in the village, so we knew we had to have sensitive restoration. So the first thing we did, we went to the government's conservation officer at the time and we said, what can we do? And so he came and gave us loads of good advice. And, and I 
think even the government helped us to um, uh, with some financial work uh, payment for the roof and some of the nice uh, ornate tiles that go across the top on the ridge and also um, the windows which are um, you know these these are the only three original windows left in the building these arched ones the rest all had to be replaced with hardwood and they had to be sliding sash like they were before and they're expensive to manufacture also the uh, coving around the building all had to be remanufactured to the original thing so as long as we stuck to the original thing and didn't like turn it into some crazy mad modern uh, art thing it, they were okay and the art exterior was just going to be replaced as the exterior uh, so so that, that's how we sort of got started and, and you know that's how it went along really and the rest as they say is history but what a history that's all being it's made a beautiful here it's place absolutely stunning. it really is we are live from the laxey working men's institute this afternoon we're going to be talking to some of the people who use this building after this the nation station thanks we are at the Working Men's Institute this afternoon in Laxey. Uh, we're here until 3pm and then we will be doing a, a podcast after the show as well. Uh, speaking now to Nigel Dobson from the Commissioners, from Garth Commissioners. Now, Nigel, how long have you been in this area? Uh, well, I was a, a London Commissioner originally some 14 years ago I joined and uh, Chairman of Garth for the first three years when the new authority was created. And what is it about this area that makes it so special? I think it's a beautiful green area. It's got a strong community spirit. Uh, uh, and it's just a lovely place to live. And one of the things that's happened recently is uh, you've had an association with Biosphere, haven't you? Yeah, the island went Biosphere a a little while back, as you know, Uh, uh, and we as a local authority thought it would be nice if we actually signed up to the initiative rather than just do the stuff. Um, I have to say that we blame Laxey School uh, uh, because they've been badgering us over the last uh, 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 year or two or three on various environmental projects, and we're more than happy to have got involved with them on it. It does seem very much like, and we will be speaking to, uh, to some of the young people from the school in a moment, but it seems very much like Laxey's quite progressive on a lot of issues. Yeah, I like to think so, so certainly on the biosphere stake. Uh, I, I think we were the first authority on the island uh, to assist the local community with the, 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 the reusable water at refills at all, all the retail outlets through, throughout Laxey, which the, the retailers have uh, all cooperated with. Um, we work with beach buddies, or the school works with beach buddies for uh, beach cleaning. We as an authority, because the kids were keen on doing it, we went out and bought them a load of litter pickers and a compost thing. Uh, and, and, and yeah, so we tried to work with, with, with the other organisations within the community to get things done. And it's the perfect community for it really, isn't it? Because it is so beautiful here. You've got everything from the glens right down to the beach. So you've got every sort of aspect of, of nature in a way. And uh, there is something else that's happening soon to do with uh, the glens and native species. Yeah, again, uh, I, I have to say that we're being bullied by Laxey School again. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, they've come up with an idea that perhaps we uh, organise a competition next year. Uh, it's very early stages, but we're, we're, we're certainly going to give it a serious consideration. Uh, where in, in Laxey Valley Gardens, for instance, we, we do planting to encourage hedgehogs and bees and birds uh, uh, with, with indigenous species and more of a, 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 a wild type of feel uh, and encourage residents to do something like that in their gardens and have a competition to see which is the most nature-friendly garden on, uh, in the area and that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that will happen next year. Fantastic. Well, we've been talking a lot about uh, the children and how they have been really leading a lot of these initiatives. So 
thank you so much to head teacher Max Kelly who's come down here especially this afternoon he's running away from the microphone I can see Mr Kelly's just skulking around you can come over here you're in the spotlight too but you know what it's because he is very aware that his pupils here are the driving force behind a lot of what's going on we'll talk to him in just a second but you must be very proud of them Mr Kelly very proud indeed and you're right they are the driving force and they'll tell you all that you need to know about what they've been up to oh he's good at this (laughs) passing it on Uh, so we've got some year six pupils here let's just go around and find out what your names are. Um, my name is Chuck. My name is Isla. My name is Naomi. My name is Greya. My name is Thomas. Hi, my name is Nathan. Right, so lovely of you all to be here. But tell us first of all, Jack, just we've heard from uh, Mr. Dobson there and the commissioners about the fact that Laxey School is really passionate about protecting the environment and, and looking after the climate. Yes, we are, um, because We've done lots of cleans. We went down to the Glen. We found so much rubbish, and we've just been um, really compassionate and stuff about stopping um, atrocities to happen. So, what sort of things have you done? We've heard about the, the beach cleanups, but there's been a lot of letter writing as well. Uh, yes, we wrote letters to lots of companies who use plastic straws or packaging, and we've got some of them to change um, their straw. We've got McDonald's to change their straws to paper ones, so we're not hurting the environment as much. And why is it so important for you all to be involved in this way? Would you say? I would say it's important for our futures and for wildlife out there but also I don't think we could have done this without um, Mr Kelly helping us. He is very much again a driving force here but uh, he doesn't want us to speak to him he wants us to speak to the students so tell us a bit about some of the you've been involved in some conferences recently tell us about Bright Futures. Well um, us as a school and other schools around the island went to the I think I don't know how to pronounce this like the parliament of government building um, in Douglas and um, uh, uh, tons of like people are there um, and we got to like learn some stuff about it and we we're just talking about how we're doing well in, like, as a school and how we're like reducing our plastic. And have you noticed then, because it does seem that this has been now taken on by a lot of uh, young people and a lot of students across the island as well, so uh, you must be quite proud of yourselves for doing this. What does it feel like to be involved in all of this? Well, it just feels so amazing because we're just fueling like people just globally. Like people in Thailand was doing a beach clean just because we've done it on our small little island. And if you wanted to give a message to people listening about how important it is that they follow your lead, what would that message be? Um, well, we, well, obviously we find it really important because of if we don't like get rid of plastic, obviously stuff is going to happen in the future and we don't want that to happen so we would like people to like listen to us before something terrible happens. Do you know what I am just so grateful that we've got people like this in the next generation who are spearheading things at such a young age. Do you know what I can't believe how confident how mature they are and when it comes down to it Mr Kelly you know the future is in their hands and it seems like it's going to be quite a bright one in the hands of this lot. They're a great bunch and their work the work that they've done it's been recognised internationally. We've had a school in Thailand, haven't we? We've got in touch and said, oh, we'd like to do what, what you've been doing in Lapsi. We've been recognised with a shortlisting for a national award. So we're going off to London next week, this time next week, to find out how we've, we've done in that. And that's all for the sustainability and eco work that 
this bunch and everyone back at Latsy School have been doing, so it's been great. So well, we're very proud. Do keep us posted on how they get on of with course. that. All the very best to you guys. Thank you so much for coming down. They've probably got some schoolwork to do, but I think I think they've maybe earned a bit of time off this so. afternoon. They've I done very well. Thank you so, so much for being with us. Well done, everybody. We are live from the Laxey Working Men's Institute. If you head to uh, the Manx Radio Facebook page, lots of video on there. Our Sarah Hendy is Hello, uh, doing Sarah. a sterling <laughs> job there. But we'll just wander down here because there's quite a famous face sitting on the there stage. There is quite a famous face sitting on the stage. I and like we, don't, we don't mean Matty. I know. Uh, it's actual Mira Royal. I don't know. A week ago, she was talking live on the telephone to, to Mark Radcliffe on actual BBC Radio 2. And now she's here with us. She's oh, made it. Lucky girl. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've made it, but it was very, very, very exciting. Just tell us about what you were talking to him about. Uh, well, uh, it was very, very like, com- like just a very informal conversation. Really, he was asking me about um, what I've been up to this year and uh, the Kendall weekend the, for the BBC Folk Awards. Um, I was telling him about that and all the things we got up to and how fun it was. It was nice to speak to him. Yeah. Oh, there, those Folk Awards. You did all right there, didn't you? I didn't do too bad. <laughs> Honestly, didn't expect to, didn't expect to do as you know as well as I did. It was just completely on the off chance that I might get. In, I'll send something off um, and <laughs> somehow I ended up winning it. I think you were encouraged by your mum, weren't you? You yeah, said, you might as well do it, yeah. you know, which yeah. is lovely. And I have to say, we were talking about you recently because yeah. I think the fact that you have achieved what you've achieved has very much helped to put the Isle of Man back on the map, hasn't oh, it? Because a lot of people yeah. do seem to be asking now about the island that maybe wouldn't have done previously. Yeah, I think um, as well, because there was Isla's in the, she was in the BBC Awards as well with me and... Um, so and and Imar and Imar and, uh, and Alau as well. Yeah, they were they were represented at the uh, they were at the Folk Awards. So there was a, like a really big sort of uh, Isle of Man uh, like community that's that was there up, up against all the Scottish and Irish na- nations. And what has it meant for you since you've won that award? How have things changed for you? Uh, I, I get asked to play um, a lot more now, um, and also compose a lot. I've done quite a lot of uh, uh, like film composition projects this year and that's been um, really amazing to get that experience. Because you are passionate about film aren't you and we, we were talking before about uh, Visit Laxey Valley and yeah. I believe you've written a piece especially for that film. I did, I, um, it was um, a uh, video which told the story of uh, a miner called uh, Captain Rowe and he's talking about uh, ha- what happened and things and I wrote a, uh, a piece of music to go behind his talking it was really good fun actually yeah and you know how you get asked to play at a lot of places <laughs> and you know how you're here now and I happen to notice oh, your look, heart there's a heart is just behind <laughs> us uh, would you be able to play something for us now of course I can yeah I'll, I'll give you a, a, a wee uh, Ex- experts from um, uh, Nataliana, which is uh, written by Deborah Henson Conant, who's an American harpist. And yeah, wonderful. Thank you. You go and you know, get yourself settled. The thing about what Mira does, which comes across every time she plays, is she's not just a trad or folk harpist. She interprets so many different styles of music with what she does, and uh, that's a perfect example of what she's going to play for us now. We're very fortunate to have Mira here. Uh, just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, we'll tell the room. Mira Royal is now going to play something on the harp for us, in case you would like to to enjoy that. Mira, take it away, please.
Oh, my word. That girl is ridiculously talented. Seriously, she deserves all of the accolades. Mira Royal, thank you so much for doing that for us. We are live from the Laxey Working Men's Institute. We're going to be talking to some of the people who use this building just after this. And welcome back to the Laxey Working Men's Institute, the latest in our Village Hall series. And again, we've only scratched the surface so far. I know, do you know, we have so many people to talk to, so we're going to do a bit of a sort of round-robin thing, I think, and just speak to as many people as we can who are huddled around various plates of cake and, uh, and cups of tea. There's a trolley that's laden still with tea and cake. Don't worry, you'll get some later, Beth. Uh, I'm joined now by, uh, we've actually got Kerry Sharp MLC with us and we've got Colin Ring, but Kerry, you're here talking about uh, nothing to do with politics today, are you? No, definitely not. Just to do with singing and tea and cake. So Colin, tell us about the choirs. Well, the Lexi and London Community Choir has been going for about seven years now <clears throat> and we, um, we meet on a Thursday night during term time at Lexi Methodist Church at seven o'clock. We sing for an hour. Uh, well, they sing and talk for an hour, and then they have a cup of tea and biscuit for about another half hour, and sometimes cake, we have all sorts. It, it is purely a community choir. Um, anyone can join, no auditions, um, so you're more than, more than welcome. And the thing about this, Kerry, isn't it? It's so important because of that community spirit that Colin's talking about. It's not necessarily about the music sometimes, is it? Uh, no. I mean, I'm sure the members of the choir wouldn't mind me saying that it's not necessarily singing that's our forte. <laughs> I mean, like, we sing and we enjoy it. But, I mean, there's no audition, as Colin says. And um, it's all about just getting together and having fun. And everybody comes out feeling so much better. And, and it's just a great way to bring together all different ages, you know. Um, and also, you see, like members of the choir you know people go through bereavements they go through births they go through marriages they go through illnesses you know and, and like the choir is this constant thing in their life that they keep returning to week in and week out and um, we were just saying earlier that we've still got the core members that started in the very first place you know that they're, they're still with us it's a lovely thing so is there space for anyone if they do want to get involved absolutely yeah we're always looking for people i mean as i say they don't need to worry about singing it's the community choir is as it said we think it's just as important the cup of tea and the biscuit at the end i can mime i could mime really well you'd do that just for the tea and biscuit wouldn't you i would <laughs> certainly would me. um do you know something else that happens here every wednesday evening is the dog club so they meet here every wednesday night it was founded back in 1982 we were talking to judy brown who's one of the founding members earlier um, they have an annual dog show which they have done for the last 20 years it raises thousands of pounds for charity not just animal charities but if you want to find out any information about that you have to have a, a dog obviously uh, it's probably helpful um, but they've got a, a wonderful Facebook page which we will post a link to we will do it'd be so much fun to come down here and see that especially the agility uh, I'm joined now by Christine Carter who's here representing the Laxey and Lonnon branch of the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association I believe a very special anniversary this year we are 60 years old this year yes uh, lots of celebrations going on uh, throughout the island with every branch so we've got a dinner next week that's going to celebrate it up at the corn mill and um, yeah, but we've, we're also having another pop-up shop, which we have regularly, usually in the church, but this time we're in Bulldrine Hall in July, and we just have fun when we're doing our fundraising, and we raise about ten, on average, about ten thousand pound a year here in Laxey and London. So a very giving community by the sound of things. We couldn't do it without them. 
And I think that's the thing is, is that you're, you're clearly very active in this community and everyone does seem to just sort of come together well, to support each other. We couldn't do it without most of the people in this room, especially the Reverend Joe, has been so good to us over the years. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, let's find out Thank about you. an event that is happening this weekend. We're talking now to Sally Woodhouse from the Manx Craft Guild. And Sally, uh, there is a, a craft fair here tomorrow? Yes, there is. We are trading from half past ten in the morning till half past three. Um, there will be, I think there's 16 crafters coming tomorrow. And um, the members of the Laxon Menorca Methodist Church will be here doing teas, coffees, cakes, bacon baps, which are all lovely. And I've just seen uh, some of your work, which is just beautiful. How would you describe it? Oh, well, I can say I do get around the island, so quite a lot of people would have seen. It's um, Manx Lockton sheep. Um, so it's actually crocheted using Manx Lockton wool. Um, and it's blue and green, and it kind of stands out wherever you see it. So. Oh, Sally, thank you so much for that. So the uh, craft fair happening here tomorrow. Uh, I've got another slightly crafty person beside me, someone who's very creative anyway. We've got Alice Quayle standing with us now. And Alice, you are known for your uh, rather inventive and quirky maps. What have you been working on recently? Oh, um, Val Kinraid and, um, well, the Visit Laxey Valley project team have got me to do a new illustrated map of the centre of Laxey to help visitors find their way around. So it's just what I do generally, but it's really cool to be asked to do it for Laxey because Laxey's ace. And it's, it's just quite good. It's like, it's a valley. It's a valley by the sea with loads of woods and loads of industrial archaeology and funny trams and it's got a snowfell and a giant water wheel. I mean, it's quite... It's a bit unique. It is unique. Lax is a unique place and as you've just summed up there, there is so much to see in Laxey. So uh, congratulations for managing to get all that in. Thanks, Alice. Another event uh, that happens in here on a weekly basis is uh, the Sketch Club. And if I can just squeeze myself in here, uh, we've got uh, Norman McKibben. And uh, just tell us a little bit about the history of the Sketch Club briefly. Um, well, maybe it would be better if, uh, if Katie told you because she was one of the, the very first members. Oh, right, okay. So, would you like to introduce yourself for us? Hello. Hello. So, how did the uh, Sketch Club get started? Well, um, we, quite a few of us, arrived back in Laxey in 1964 and we, we met up at various things and discovered we were all painters. So, we uh, then used to go around the village and paint. We, we, we weren't a, a sketch club then. And then we thought, well, perhaps we'd better get it into something a bit more organised. So we had a meeting and formed a sketch club. Norman joined us then. He was a bit younger than us. And we had Anna Morris Heath, who had been artists in London. Uh, uh, we had Helen and Tony Percival that came from somewhere or the other in England. I can't remember. Oh, and Rodney, Rodney and Grace. Rodney lived up, up over the harbour and he'd been an artist painting down by the, the boats in the riverside in south of England somewhere. So it's got a fantastic history. We're going to do a special podcast after the programme because it'd be great to get uh, some more of the history of the Sketch Club and also how people can get involved. There's some beautiful examples here, Christy, of some work here which you'll be able to see on the Manx Radio Facebook page. Absolutely lovely. And two of the things we've talked about a lot so far in the programme are uh, the church itself. Uh, we're talking now about the uh, Laxey Methodist Church but also the youth of the island. And Fiona Cracknell, you kind of bring that together, the youth of Laxey, because you've only just recently retired, haven't you, from heading up the Laxey Youth Club? 
club. I have I've uh, passed on my mantle as youth worker in charge, having done it for 20 years, but still involved with it doing supply work and my son still helps out with the youth club as well, but so I'm still very involved in it. But some of the children that you've spoken to from uh, Laxey School are in the club. Uh, we have a thriving youth club in Laxey uh, with over 100 children. Um, covering from Baldrine right through to the Dune, uh, Mackleda area, they, they come along. We have years four, five and six at Laxey School on a Friday evening and then years seven and over in the youth centre that we have in the village, which was the old doctor's surgery, uh, doing a range of arts and crafts and sports and keeping them busy and uh, entertained so there's something for everyone and is there space at the moment always space in the club uh, you can just turn up on uh, one of the evenings we've got details on our facebook page or you can send us a message on that contact us give us give one of us a ring yeah always uh, welcome any new members coming along and they just have a great time ask any of them about it Thank you very much, Fiona. Just a couple of minutes before the end of the programme, but I'm just uh, moving towards the man who's described as the history man of Laxian Lonnon, Andrew Scarf. Um, I mean, it's Thank fair you. to say you're, you're fairly passionate about this area. Uh, absolutely indeed. Live, breathe it. Um lived here all my life, totally absorbed in the community and the, and the history of it, yeah, indeed, yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of this programme. It'd be great to talk to you afterwards just a little bit more sure, about yeah. the history, but the railway is something that's uh, particularly a passion of yours. It is indeed. Um, well, two railways. One's my job in the Manx Electric Railway. I work in the engineering department, also lead a very small team of volunteers who are quite anonymous, stay behind the scenes and do a lot of um, restoration work on the trams. We've just actually finished another one today, which has gone back. Um, an old trailer dates right back to the beginning of the line in 1893, um, it's not run for 50 years and we're just finishing the volunteers work on it today and that's going to be back in service in three weeks, that's another achievement. Um, my other involvement railway wise is the Great Laxey Mine Railway and I've been in that since um, 2002 I think it was, it was a few years That ago. really could be described as one yeah. of our hidden gems couldn't it? The, the mine railway, unfortunately yes it tends to be a little bit hidden and people don't seem to know it there despite us advertising it, publicising it. They, still seem to come across it and say oh I didn't know this was here but maybe our advertising is not quite as good as it should be. <laughs> well we were talking yeah. right at the start of the show uh, about yeah. how Laxey is going to be promoted from now on Christine. Yeah this, the Visit Laxey Valley initiative seems like a really good idea to actually bring a lot of these things to light so fingers crossed there'll be a lot more people using these these railways yeah. and, and becoming more yeah. aware of the hidden gems. There is so much going on in Laxey I have to say I kind of want to move here Beth. <laughs> I know it is one of those places isn't it and the idea that you could spend a whole day here and it really does encapsulate so many different things about the Isle of Man. It does, yeah, and as, as we've said before, so much to do here. And in fact, it is coming up upon a very important day of the year for Laxey because it is soon to be the Laxey Fair Day. That is on the 29th of June. And as we talk to Reverend Joe Dudley at the top of the show there, that is when they are going to be uh, announcing the fact that the uh, Church, Christ Church, is going to be the welcome centre for the Laxey Heritage Trail. So yes, that's coming up on the 29th of June, Laxey Fair. So do come on down to that. And then it is Manx Music, Make Music Day as well on Friday the 21st and there's a drop-in event at the Christ Church for that as well on Friday. But we've had a wonderful hour here, it's not over, we are going to speak to people as we say and uh, the podcast will be available shortly. Just want to say thank you to the lovely Sarah Hendy who has been taking our video and photographs for us, Ben Hartley's been pushing the buttons back at uh, Broadcasting House and our location engineer who hasn't even had any cake yet, uh, Matty Cunningham sitting there, oh no he has apparently he has, he's okay. There's only one way we can end the show, to be fair Beth it's a one theme song. song, it's the soul of Laxey. I think we should end with Man in Fogue and the Laxey Wheel. Obviously, we can sing along, no one else can, but I think we should just, let's just do it and we'll, we'll just dance along. Okay, let's do it. So uh, here they are. We'll be back on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend.
Dixie was a mining village many years ago. There were 600 miners working under Captain Rowe. But the bottom of the mine shaft was below the waterline. So they had to build a wheel to pump the water from the mine. And the Lexi wheel keeps turning, turning, turning. In Lady Isabella's memory. And while the water flows, the Lexi wheel still goes. And the Lexi River runs down to the sea. For three quarters of a century, there were fortunes lost and found. As the miners took the lead and zinc from underneath the ground, then came a great depression in 1929. And the miners drew their wages for the last time at the mine. And the Lexi wheel keeps turning, turning, turning. In Lady Isabella's memory. And while the water flows, the Lexi wheel still goes. And the Lexi river runs down to the sea. It stood now for a hundred years through wind, rain, snow and drought. And it will keep on turning till the sands of time run out. And though the main mine building is no more than a shell, the wheel still stands majestic in the shadow of Snaefell. And the Lexi wheel keeps turning, turning, turning. In Lady Isabella's memory. And while the water flows, the Lexi wheel still goes. And the Lexi river runs down to the sea. And while the water flows, the Laxey Wheel still goes, and the Laxey River runs down to the sea.